0: Hey there creatures, this is Freeman Ison coming at you at the beginning of this episode. I have opted not to do a fancy exposition for this one because we're going real casual, changing our format up, and uh, really trying something different for the holidays. You'll note that James and I crack beers early on, and uh, it gets a little rowdy by the end. This is a really, really long one that we're going to break up into two parts, so just enjoy this real casual listen.
1: Hey there, creatures, and welcome to Encounter This, a podcast exploration of the creatures from Dungeons & Dragons and the lore that surrounds them. Well, hello there, creatures, and welcome to your last episode of Encounter This for the year... 2020, also known as the year of the double natural quit, which, uh, if you've lived through it, has definitely not been a thing due to the worldwide pandemic known as the coronavirus. But speaking of going extinct, today we are going to be taking a look at dinosaurs through three different books, The Monster Manual, page 79 and 80, Volo's Guide to Monsters, 139 and 140, Tomb of Annihilation, 240 to 241, and this whole episode is a direct response to one of our Patreon subscribers, so a big thank you to him. I don't know if we have permission to say his name on this, so oh, yeah. am just going to leave oh, that off.
0: yeah! <laughs> Aaron Herity you some bitch
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big thank you to Aaron 30 for sponsoring this episode I f- And as always I'm your co-host James the result of practical effects kid and with me teaching me about dinosaurs are freeman red dinosauers are the best dinosauers ice tin which i think is at this point an indisputable fact
0: Oh it has to be <laughs> And I, I know we have some European listeners, uh, namely Peace Joy Pancakes, um, so I don't know if she knows what dino sours are, but they're just a delicious jelly candy. And We have them here, too. They come in a variety of colors, and uh, red's the best. So there. I would
1: fundamentally disagree with that, but it says that they're the best in my notes, so I guess that's a fact.
0: You don't think the red one's are the best, don't tell me you like the green one's the best.
1: No, no. If a candy has a lemon flavor, it's always lemon for me. Oh, so it's what? Really? it's yellow. Yeah, I love um, lemon candies a lot.
0: Crazy, because like if yeah. I were to rank the Dino Sours, be red at the top, then orange, then yellow, then green.
1: Uh, I I would agree with you, but I would put yellow at the top.
0: Crazy, crazy. You're, like you're a very a s-
1: very similar to this this little diagram you have here.
0: <laughs> oh yes, the diagram. Uh, so I, I I prepped this episode. Uh, Uh, A bit special. Um, Before you go thinking that, Aaron, no, it's not for you. Um, (laughs) This episode drops on the 31st of December. Uh, Aaron's birthday is January 1st, so no, it's not for your birthday. And uh, (laughs) uh, we're going to do our best to uh, release uh, these elaborate uh, show notes, if we legally can, uh, in PDF form this time uh, for a follow-along. And uh, near the front of it, or uh, the the top of the the PDF, we have a, a lovely diagram that I found on the Google. Uh, that very uh, comically illustrates uh, the entire history of the Earth.
1: <laughs> it looks like something out of a Dilbert comic.
0: Book. It really does, yeah. <laughs>
1: or like a Where's
0: Waldo? Something you'd see in the in the Sunday newspaper for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, if it was the same illustrator as Where's Waldo, I I wouldn't be surprised.
0: I thought it was a pretty interesting little little strip, and um, uh, you can see right in the center, we have the Meso- Mesozoic uh, era, I guess. Um, and that's where all this happens, and it's divided up into three. We've got the Cretaceous, which is the most recent, the Jurassic, which is in the middle, and the Triassic, which is the oldest of the three. That. And that's where all our dinosaurs uh, started and died.
1: Right. Yeah. So I don't know if mine died there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Up for debate, eh? <laughs> mm. <laughs> get to the old, the old, yeah. the old Nature Channel there on that one. <laughs> that uh, one yeah,
1: i I'm, I made some choices.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess that's your little hint. Uh, James and I have also decided to make our own dinosaurs uh, and stat blocks, or sorry, our, our our own dinosaur stat blocks for this episode, uh, which we'll be releasing as well. And um, but before we get to that, uh, let's just dive into the basic idea of dinosaurs in D&D. Yes. Dinosaurs,
1: dinosaurs in Dungeons and Dragons.
0: In Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, they are also known as behemoths in the actual uh, game world itself. And, uh, of course, are among the oldest reptiles in existence. Uh, Some are predatory carnivores, and with that, savage, aggressive, and territorial, uh, while herbivores are more tame but unafraid to defend themselves or their young. Uh, Many sizes and shapes make up a wide range of these behemoths, and the larger varieties usually are drab in color, and the smaller ones more vibrant, akin to tropical birds. As a general rule, dinosaurs tend to reside in remote areas of the world where humanoids seldom visit, mostly mountain valleys, inaccessible plateaus, Tropical Islands, and Deep Fens. Uh, That last bit, a direct quote from the Monster Manual. Okay, I hope so. That's very specific. (laughs) Um, Alongside here, I have a a list of definitions that we will refer back to periodically, uh, talking about real-world stuff, mostly. Um, And the format for this episode is going to be very, uh, very differently as we run through a range of dinosaurs. Uh,
1: Format might not be uh, the most accurate word to describe what we're about to do.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, this is—I'm uh, actually hoping, based just based on how much time uh, or how little time is available to uh, either of us these days—that this is one of the most uned- unedited episodes. I have to edit that part. Shit. Um, <laughs> maybe I won't. It might be uneditable. <laughs> um, uh, so let's just let's just relax, crack beer, and uh, enjoy the ride, shall we? Let's talk about dinosaurs here. <laughs> Looking forward to it. When I, when I, uh, Aram was one of our first, uh, $5 a month Patreon subscribers. And, uh, he was you know, uh, one of them for months until I, I randomly told him in passing that we had a request to like, go, well, well wh- how, how did they request it? And I said, well, if you're $10 a month, you can request a creature. And the, and as I was explaining something to him, he just upped his subscription <laughs> and then he went, I want dinosaurs. <laughs> So, yep. so here and we are.
1: <laughs> here we are attempting to deliver upon it. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. So first dinosaur we're going to talk about is the Allosaurus. Oh, we're not
1: going to hit those definitions.
0: Uh, no, we're going to we're going to come back to them as we go.
1: Oh, okay, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Uh, so keep keep page one in your holster. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, Done. <laughs> So we the uh, the allosaurus, uh, as far as D and d lore goes, uh, they are described as large, fast, and powerful hunters with sharp claws. They can easily run down prey in open ground, pouncing and pinning said prey. Uh, they uh, weigh somewhere around thirteen hundred and sixty kilograms or one point five tons and are a length of about eleven meters or thirty six feet, so a pretty sizable creature yeah. And a quick honorable mention uh, is that according to the second edition book, The Jungles of Chult, a college in the Tabaxi city of Mesro was once known for hiring explorers and hunters to cap- capture live Allosaurs in exchange for jungle training or teaching them the Tabaxi language. I thought that was pretty nifty.
1: That is cool. is um, I feel like they don't get enough love. These were... Um the original T-Rex, I guess, is the best way to put it.
0: Pro- probably the best way to put it in a layman's term, yeah, exactly. Um, I believe they, they show up in the Jurassic Park series of movies, you know, semi-regularly in, in some regard, but without really uh, a lot of... No,
1: lot they of have a couple of cameos here, yeah. but uh, the, the, the fun fact relating to those is, as a kid, I didn't ever get a T-Rex toy, but I had a toy Allosaurus. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i'm sure i did too but i i don't particularly remember
1: i'll never forget it yeah because it wasn't big enough to be a t-rex and that really upset me because it wasn't big enough to eat my gi joes
0: oh yeah you could really tell by the toy size eh? <laughs> yeah because we all know that yep. uh, toys are uh, <laughs> to measure knockoff
1: jurassic park brands <laughs> is definitely the same size as my 1990s gi yeah.
0: uh uh, so for IRL history, uh, I just, I've just i written a, a number of just like sort of bullet points. Um, diet was a, uh, them being a carnivore, of course. They're from the clade theropoda. So we'll go back to our definitions real quick. A clade is one of many terms, I'll tell you right now, related to the sort of categorizing of creatures and animals, especially extinct ones. Uh, but it, uh, basically, by definition, it is a group of organisms believed to have evolved from a common ancestor according to the principles of cladistics. I did not get into what those principles were, okay? Too much.
1: Okay. I read... An- if, if you do want to get into them, my favorite episode of the TV show Elementary is called Dead Clade Walking, and it's about this
0: exact thing. Oh, amazing. Okay, I, I yeah. wish I knew that <laughs> uh, before I did this, but that's fine. I read so many things uh, on Wikipedia. <laughs> it's just entirely too much to go into, so I'm keeping it very simple. Um, Smart. And so uh, there's clade, there's uh, family, there's genus, there's taxonomy, there's just too many things. So clade is going to be the most common factor we're, gonna, we're just going to relate to. And their clade is theropoda, which is characterized by hollow bones and three-toed limbs. Uh, and these guys lived in the late Jurassic period and uh, the specimens found have measured from about eight meters or 26 feet in length. And 2.3 meters or 7.5 feet at hip height, which is a common uh, measurement for height, apparently. And they were discovered... Yeah,
1: it's I- hard to tell whether or not they stood all, all like upright or like leaned over. Right, so. yeah.
0: And it varies a lot. I mean, it's, a lot of it's really clear that when they had the shorter front arms that they didn't really use them for walking. But doesn't mean they weren't bent over a lot. Um this particular species was discovered in the 19th century during what was known as the Bone Wars, which I thought was a great name.
1: (laughs) It is a really good name, and it's a really cool (laughs) story. Uh, Uh, If you guys want to go deep on that, SYSK has a great uh, Bone Wars episode, and we'll link that in the show notes. Wicked,
0: yeah. Uh, The Bone Wars are also known as the Great Dinosaur Rush, and was a period of intense and ruthlessly competitive fossil hunting and discovery during the Gilded Age of American History marked by a heated rivalry between Edward Drinker Cope of the Academy of Natural Sciences of Philadelphia and Othniel, I think it's Othniel, Charles Marsh of the Peabody Museum of Natural History at Yale. Each of the two paleontologists used underhanded methods to try to outdo each other in the field and resorted to bribery, theft, and destruction of bones. Each scientist also sought to ruin his rival's reputation and cut off his funding using attacks in scientific publications. So pretty intense shit happening. (laughs) And uh, somewhere in the midst of that is when the Allosaurus was first found.
1: And I think we're going to touch on that a little bit deeper later as well, which I'm really looking forward to.
0: I hope we do. (laughs) And I have one fun fact about the uh, real-life specimen here in that there is a specimen known as Big Al and Big Al 2. There's two of them uh, found in 1991 and 96, respectively, Big Al is ni- a 95% complete specimen. And Big Al 2 is the best preserved skeleton of its kind to date. Which I thought was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that's the Allosaurus. Um, its stat block is quite simple. It is a challenge rating of 2. And it's basically got a bite in a claw attack. Pretty straightforward. Armor class of 13. Hit points of 51. Speed of 60. Uh, And it's a large creature, so it's moving around pretty damn quick. And uh, it does have the ability to pounce. So if it moves at least 30 feet, which is no small amount, uh, straight towards a creature, and then hits it with a claw attack on the same turn, the target must succeed a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. And if the target is prone, the Allosaurus can make one bite attack against it as a bonus action. So it it can run you down really quickly, and that's like... I think I feel like that's very quickly and strongly um, representative of of what this uh, creature seems to be able to do, especially according to the D and D lore. It buns, it, yeah. it pins, it pounces. You know, really cool. Yeah,
1: that's really neat. That's um, it, this this particular creature is a lot bigger than I expected that particular tactic out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's really neat to see.
0: Right. Uh, it's. I, I think it's the first time we've ever seen something where you need a, a minimum of 30 feet straight for something to – for an effect to take place. You know, that's uh, – Okay. Um, usually it's like uh, as long as you run a minimum of 10 feet or you move a, a minimum of 10 feet or, or so, uh, then said thing can happen. This is a minimum of 30, which is uh, usually someone's maximum movement, right? Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's fantastic. Okay.
0: Uh, but that's the uh, that's the Allosaurus. Any 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 comments, questions, concerns, queries? Uh, again,
1: it's it's a little bit like so that tactic. Um, I'm not a dinosaurologist. I think that's probably pretty clear. Any more than I'm a the majority. The majority of my knowledge comes from a trilogy of films by uh, Steven Spielberg and uh, the uh, Surgeon General Michael Crichton. Um, <laughs> What? What are you laughing about? Nothing. Okay. Are we gonna touch on touch on Michael Crichton and his history?
0: Uh, I I'm sure if you want.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I don't know anything about him.
1: <laughs> oh, he wrote Jurassic Park and he was a surgeon general of the U.S. for many many years. Um, he also wrote Westworld. He had a thing for oh, yeah. uh, theme parks going bad. So, yeah. I
0: mean, I knew he wrote Jurassic Park. I had no idea he was a surgeon general.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a medical doctor, Michael Crichton, M.D., surgeon general. I mean, it's uh, you, or he is was that anyway.
0: Crichton? It's not
1: Crichton. It's not yeah, I think so. Uh, no, no, it's definitely not that. Okay, um, it's probably definitely not that. Okay,
0: probably you you heard it here first, uh, it's probably but definitely but not that. Thanks
1: to his books and the Spielberg movies, that is a like that pounce tactic is something that I would have expected out of a smaller creature, right. uh, namely the Velociraptor, mm-hmm. which I think we'll get to.
0: I kind of uh, feel like pounce is just the wrong word. I think pounce is is has a bit of a jumping motion to it, you know. Um, right. well this seems to be more like a run down and and stop on top of you.
1: <laughs> if, oh if that makes almost sense. like a charge. Like a charge. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> or trample. But it's that's yeah, what okay, that they have a
0: shove mechanically, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. a trample, but you're not actually running the whole way through. Um Okay. I feel like pounce is just is our like a pre made thing and it just fit the fit the mold the best, you know. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, that's I don't have much. I don't know a whole lot about the Allosaurus so this was really enlightening for mm-hmm. me.
0: Uh, it's a big guy. It runs at you. You fall over and he bites you. What's, what's, what's there to know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess nothing. Um, I, now I imagine Tabaxi's like riding these things in a battle because that, that's a, um, a thing you put into my mind.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, that's wicked. <laughs> I didn't read anything I don't about know, that. I don't but, uh, I would imagine it's totally possible.
1: I just cannot imagine why else they would want to capture live
0: Allosaurus. Well, I mean, that's the Allosaurus. Let's move on to the next one, shall we? we've yeah, a few yeah, get let's through, so <laughs> let's not waste much yeah. time <laughs> <Oof>. um <laughs> we're
1: only 20 minutes deep
0: uh this one uh, uh ankylos anky- ankylosaurus? Anky- ankylosaurus ankylosaurus
1: ankylosaurus ankylosaurus i think yeah okay. again all my pronunciations are going to be based on jurassic park
0: fair enough all i know is uh, the, so the weirdest s- looking named uh one i i have the pronunciation for that down so okay good uh, yeah Yeah. so uh
1: this is actually one of my favorite dinosaurs yeah i'm I'm stoked on this
0: ankylosaurus Um, so we have uh D &D lore they're also called the mace-tailed behemoth which makes sense and i imagine most listeners familiar with dinosaurs or already have a a picture in mind they're a quadruped herbivore and their bodies are covered in a thick plate armor and they have a height of about 1.37 meters or 4.5 feet Uh, length of 7.6 meters to 10.7 meters, or 25 to 35 feet. And they favor warm climates in forests, hills, and plains, and marshes, and uh, can also be found in the Forbidden Plateau, which is our one and only non-IRL definition. Uh, The Forbidden Plateau is the divine realm of the Dwarven god Thard Har and the secondary realm of the Cholten god, Upteo. And yes, that's how you say that, Upteo. I,
1: I believe Yeah, it, That looks like how it's pronounced.
0: <laughs> it's a weird one. Uh, I'd also like to point out that uh, that first part was really hard for me to say with my East Coast accent. I just want to be like, Divine Reality, Dwarven God, Third Hair. <laughs> 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 Which I said several times to myself when I first read it. Third Hair, Dwarven God, Third Third Hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I legit want to make a dwarven like paladin now who uses a, like an ankylosaur shield and like a mace. Ah,
0: see, that would be so good. <laughs> uh, I think you'll find uh, because of the relation to uh, that Cholten god Uteo, that uh, a lot of these dinosaurs, the alternate place they can be found other than the Cholten jungles, is usually the Forbidden Plateau.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh,
0: not all, not across the board, but it's it's pretty commonplace. Um, a quick honorable mention for the D&D lore is that the Ankylosaurus uh, uh, was a, uh, there was a racing Ankylosaurus from Port uh, Nianzaru, uh in Chult, and its name was Grung Stomper.
1: Yeah, so this, um, this race is actually playable in the Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, the Grung's? the yeah the oh, the, the race, race. like, like the actual races you, you can actually you can actually participate in a dinosaur race if yeah, you go cool. to Port Zaro in 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 that adventure
0: yeah part. i've sort of i uh, i've said it before i've avoided a lot of the uh, reading the modules for for 5e so uh, you know to avoid spoilers in case i ever go through them but um right uh this i, I guess like, as far as dinosaurs in in a d world uh i'm i'm not sure where you stand we'll get to that later i think uh, <laughs> i have an idea where you stand but I just have a hard time imagining it. And I, I didn't really realize that there's a huge focus on it in a whole area in Chalt, in the tomb of annihilation. And, uh, yeah. now it makes me wonder just how, how well they're integrated in that kind of makes me want to read it. So,
1: <laughs> but, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite adventure paths. It's, it's one of the ones that I thought I would eventually run. Yeah. And I still do think I might, because it's, it's so heavily rooted in, um, the tomb of annihilation, which I really, I'm really into. <laughs> so
0: yeah, cool. Yeah. I uh, mean one day maybe one day <laughs> possibly yeah uh but as as far as i r l stuff goes uh we've got um i mean these guys are herbivores that stands to reason and uh they are from uh the clade ornith i believe it is called um <laughs> and they're basically uh uh, mainly herbivorous dinosaurs characterized by a pelvic structure superficially similar to that of birds, uh, which is uh, almost uh, a little bit strange considering the uh, the look of this creature. But um, that's nature for you. And then um, they uh, have a length of 6.25 meters or 20.5 feet in length, hip height of 1.7 meters and 5.6 feet. And uh, they were around in the early Jurassic to late Cretaceous period. So quite a a long time. Um, Right. Their first discovery was in 1906 by Barnum Brown, paleontologist for the American Museum of Natural History. And they were found in the Hell Creek Formation of Montana. And this is something I came across. I didn't realize there's a a lot of uh, formations, they're called. And they're just like areas of the world where there's... Um, obvious layers of like rock and soil and stuff from different periods, and where a lot of this uh, uh, study of history um, and uh, what the world has gone through uh, takes place, and where a lot of these dinosaurs are found, of course, as well.
1: And most of them are named pretty sweet. Like there's uh, there's the Hell Creek Formation, and there's Death Valley over in Alberta. Yeah. Like they there, yeah, there. This is other than like the seabed. This seems to be where you get most of this information from.
0: Mm-hmm. I even found out there was a... I don't know anything about it, but there was a dinosaur called Edmontonia.
1: Which is yeah, just uh, there's also the Albertosaurus. Albert,
0: yeah, Albertosaurus, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, the meaning of Ankylosaurus um, is straight up a different lizard. Saurus being lizard specifically. And uh, it apparently is alluding to its unique concave vertebrae um, at the time of its discovery. And so they're like, oh, this is, this is very different from the rest, essentially. And the name just was, uh, was left. And one right. fun fact about these creatures is that the armor consists of knobs and plates known as osteoderms or scutes. And they were embedded in the skin. And these were not discovered in articulation. So the exact formation of the body is technically unknown. Uh, but rather inferred by comparing to known related uh, animals. And thus, several proposed variations exist. And these osteoderms actually range from a diameter of 1 centimeter to, uh, like, you know, or uh, 0.36 inches to 35.5 centimeters, or 1.16 feet. So quite a large amount.
1: Yeah, that's so much. Yeah,
0: huge disparity there. Um, And I just thought that was really cool. And and, uh, uh, scutes, I don't know quite how you say that exactly, scutes, but, like, I know the word scutum or scutum is Latin for shield, so.
1: Oh, okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so I can only assume that's where that uh, that word comes from. Yeah, I like that a lot. And uh, so as far as the stat block goes, these are a huge beast, so very, very big. Um, armor class of 15, uh, with natural armor, which we're gonna get pretty much across the board. Um, hit points at 68 <laughs> and speed 30. Uh, high strength, uh, nothing really special other than the fact that they uh, can swing their tail around. Uh, and that's going to deal uh, 46 uh, bludgeoning damage. And a creature has to exceed a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So makes a lot of sense. Right. Uh, this is a CR 3 compared to the Allosaurus, um, but has significantly less um, offense. This is that's literally all they have, um, so I would imagine yeah, the CR it's is AC's slightly higher. A just, lot higher. Yeah, yeah. So DC's higher, damage is higher, um, hit points are a bit higher, but otherwise, uh, it's sort of a sort of a big lumbering creature.
1: It makes sense. This thing could take an Allosaurus in a fight. So
0: yeah, <laughs> and then. Speaking of Tomb of Annihilation, this is one of only two dinosaurs which they give a zombie version of, and there are amazing. A couple, yeah. <laughs> so there's a couple uh, stat block differences which I've, I've bullet pointed. Uh, the AC is lowered uh, by one to fourteen. Uh, speed is lowered by ten to twenty feet. The Dex goes down um, by two. Wisdom goes down by half. So from 12 to 6, and charisma goes from 5 to 3. Um, all these things sort of line up with an undead creature, I would say. They, of course, gain damage immunities uh, to poison, same with condition. They gain dark vision, and they have uh, undead fortitude as a trait. And that basically reads as, if damage reduces the zombie to zero hit points, it must make a constitution saving throw with a DC of 5 plus the damage taken, unless the damage is radiant or from a critical hit. On a success, the zombie drops to one hit point instead.
1: Okay, that's pretty standard undead stuff.
0: Yeah. It, it, it stands out a bit as, as unique, but it, it, like, it lines right up with what we've talked about with undead stuff. So uh, I agree.
1: Yeah, cool. I think this is pretty much the same stat block as an ogre zombie, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Uh, thoughts, questions, concerns, or queries on that one, James? Uh...
1: No, I think, um, I don't know where I heard it, but I once heard this referred to as the tank of the crustaceous, um, <laughs> okay. which I love yeah. because it's, it's like, it's essentially a battle tank on four legs. Right. Uh, like I said, these are one of my favorites. Uh, did we describe it at the f- the start? Should we be describing physically what we think these creatures look like?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. I've I, I just been given, uh, I guess, brief descriptions that I, I found from like the, uh, from forgotten realms, wiki, mostly, to be honest, there's not much in the yeah. actual books, so uh, but yeah, go ahead, describe it. What do you got?
1: Uh, so this is uh essentially like an armadillo looking thing that can't curl up into a ball and has a mace on its tail. yeah <laughs> um,
0: I think they're Armadillo's super cool. Is a good, they've good strange comparison. I like it.
1: Yeah, it was either that or a pangolin, but a pangolin isn't like it doesn't have the firm plating on right, the back, yeah, whereas totally. this guy kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um, and the theory behind that is that it was designed to protect it from predators from above. So, like the um, the allosaurus that we mentioned, the Tyrannosaurus, stuff like that mm-hmm. the it, the armor would protect it and the mace on the tail would be able to hit them when when they bit it yeah. but i think later on uh, i'm prepared to be corrected on any of these things that i say uh, they eventually realized that the Tyrannosaurus's bite force could actually break through this oh, but man. it was still it was still harder than um, than you know like picking up a, a triceratops or whatever yeah. and that's that that's a common theme we'll see is like defense mechanisms on the back for these smaller quadrupeds mm-hmm. For sure. Um,
0: And we'll see more ahead, and we'll definitely talk about that by force. (laughs) 100%.
1: Yeah, yeah, I figured we would. Um, And they first appear in the Jurassic series in Jurassic Park 3. They're the first scene on uh, the island where uh, Jeff Goldblum meets up with uh, uh, Jodie Foster.
0: Jodie Foster. Oh, my God, I hope it's Jodie. No, it's Julianne Moore.
1: Julianne Moore, thank you. (laughs) Cut that.
0: But uh, no, wait, man, I'm keeping that in.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You're going
0: to wear that shame.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's a shame I can wear. Like, you know, they both played Clar- Clarice Darling. Like, that's. I think that's an acceptable mix yeah. up. I think that's an acceptable mix up. I like Julianne more, more than I like Jodie Foster, which makes me feel bad, but.
0: Uh, I don't have an opinion either way. I think they're both great.
1: Ah, oh, I love Julian Moore. She's fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. The, take, take me to the next one.
0: Next one. Brontosaurus. I'm now just realizing that I didn't mention that uh, I, I think I had originally told you I was going to do this by periods, you know, um, earliest versus latest. Uh, but I totally changed that because I didn't realize there was only three periods that they existed. So I was like, let's just go alphabetical and keep it simple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I assumed you were going to go alphabetical when I saw Ankylosaurus yeah, second. Yeah,
0: so here we are. Um, Brontosaurus. Uh, this okay,
1: this should be a fun one. I'm, I'm interested in, yeah. in what you have to say about this one.
0: So these guys are uh, possibly our first gargantuan creature. Um, pretty damn large. And uh, D&D lore, they're also called Thunder Beasts, which I really loved. Uh, the sheer size of the brontosaurus usually stopped any creature from attacking. And it was itself very docile and non-aggressive. They calmly lumber around, ignoring creatures smaller than itself. Uh, just just doesn't care. And the sheer size just stops everyone in their tracks. I love that. Um, of course, common in the jungles of Chult, usually near rivers and swamps. And a uh, quick honorable mention, they are said to also be found in the north a claim from shamans of the Thund- thunder beast tribe the area in which they supposedly occupy is known as the high forest when the world was ruled by elves giants and dragons so this ancient uh sort of theory from uh i believe they are called Uth- Uthgart, uh they're human uh barbarian like sort of nordic influenced tribe um and so it's their shamans that uh that claim they used to or possibly do uh, still occupy that area. That is awesome. Yeah. But I thought that was really cool to mix in this idea that uh, that uh, in in ancient times for them, this thing also ruled around when elves, dragons, and giants ruled the world. Uh, so pretty pretty nifty. Um, yeah. Why don't you give me uh, a James Kidd description of this creature? I'm sure we all know what a brontosaurus is, but go for it.
1: Uh, well, maybe. Um, so I, I, am not, again, I'm ready to be corrected on this. Um, the first thing I immediately think of when I think of a brontosaurus is the first time you see a dinosaur in the original Jurassic Park film, you see this creature leaning up to pick leaves off a tree. However, I think that's actually a brachiosaurus.
0: Uh, entirely Uh, possible.
1: Yeah. Um, so again, what we'll, I think we'll, I hope we'll touch on this a little bit later. Uh, but there, there's a whole thing between brontosaurus and brachiosaurus, but they are a very large, uh, long necked dinosaur, uh, long, like almost, e- I think they're almost equal neck and tail length and they, they're just quadrupeds as well. Um, I think everybody has a pretty good idea of what a brontosaurus yeah, looks like.
0: Yeah, for sure. I will, I will dispel another possible myth in people's minds. And it's uh, in the uh, animated film series, The Land Before Time. I think it's pretty common for people to think that uh, Littlefoot, the more or less uh, lead character, is either a brontosaurus or brachiosaurus, but he is neither. And he's actually what's called an apatosaurus.
1: Correct. Um...
0: Okay, I, uh, the Apotosaurus
1: is kind of tied up in this whole m- mythology mm-hmm. of the brontosaurus, and I, I think it's really interesting. But our listeners probably won't. But
0: um, <laughs> you, got, you guys do your own Google search in that one.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you should do your research on the Bone Wars specifically oh, about yeah. the brontosaurus. Hit up that. Which hit up I'm that just podcast. gonna let you talk, and then then we can dip into it. Yeah. Because <laughs> right, this one really excites me. This like the sub- subterfuge involved in the brontosaurus really gets really does it for me.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Oh, he's cracking a beer.
1: Yeah, it's a little early. Did but y'all hear uh, that?
0: Oh, well, we've, we've, gotta, we've got some stuff to cover. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. We're only in the bees, man. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, IRL. Uh, diet of an herbivore, of course. They are from the clade of Sar- Sauropoda. So Sauropoda had very long necks, long tails, small heads relative to the rest of their body, at least. Uh, and four thick pillar-like legs. They are notable for their enormous sizes attained by some species and the group includes the largest animals to have ever lived on land. So that's your Brontosaurus. Uh, Size is somewhere around 15 tons or 13,607.8 kilograms. 22 meters or 72 feet in length head to tail. Absolutely massive. Uh, They were around the late Jurassic period, and their first discovery was in 1879 by Othniel Charles Marsh of the infamous Bone Wars, professor of paleontology at the Yale University, and they were found in the Morrison Formation of Como Bluff, Wyoming. One of the lesser cool names for the formation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, he did a lot of his work up there in the the Como Bluff. Um, And uh, their name literally means Thunder Lizard. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and a quick fun fact, uh, that in an article that appeared in the November 1997 issue of Discover Magazine, reported research into the mechanics of diplo- uh, uh which is what they're a member of, um, a family or taxonomy or something. Um, basically, the tails uh, was what they were researching. And this was done by Nathan, Nathan Mirvold, A computer scientist from Microsoft, Mirvold carried out a computer simulation of the tail in which diplodocids fuck me, (laughs) diplodocids, like Brontosaurus, uh, was a very long tapering structure resembling a bullwhip. And this computer modeling suggested that sauropods were capable of producing a whip-like cracking sound of over 200 decibels, comparable to the volume of a cannon. Wow, yeah, (laughs) that's insane! Just this massive beast, and just like big cracking boom. If it felt like whipping that tail around, makes me wonder what would cause it to whip that tail around. You know, (laughs) excited like a dog. (laughs) Predators, (laughs) predators. Maybe a quick uh, get the fuck away from me. Um, Yeah, maybe maybe mating time. Oh yeah. We're getting, down, we're getting down to the nitty gritty What <laughs> a
1: Freeman has also apparently cracked a your
0: listeners. You shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, and with that, we'll get right into the stat block. <laughs> so as I said, okay. gargantuan. Uh, AC of 15, so uh, still quite low, but they're really, really large. Um, HP of 121, speed of 30 feet. Well, everything stands up. Uh, strength is 21 with a plus 5, which makes sense. Everything else is pretty uh, substandard. Um, have a, 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 a first? It's our first one with a, a con uh, increase to saving throws of a plus 6. And they are a CR 5. Um, they basically can attack with their tail. D- uh, Bludgeoning damage, 68 plus 5. And they also have a stomp. And the, st- uh, so the tail and the stomp both have a reach of 20 feet. Wow. Yeah, really large. The stomp is a 5d, 8 plus 5 bludgeoning, and uh, we are right into another uh, DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you get hit with something that large and heavy, you should probably fall over.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Impossible I don't, to argue against I don't them. know if... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know if stomp's the right word. I also think this should probably be "trample," um, but I understand why it's not. "Trample" is indicative yeah. of a movement or think, a hurt or whatever. But
0: yeah, I think "trample" is uh, right. Yeah, I think "trample" is uh, not there bec- due to its actual size. Because we'll, yeah. we'll see other ones. Uh, there is another one ahead with "trample" for sure. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely a size thing, I, I would guess. Uh, I would. Add, I personally, I would add the prone to the tail as well. Uh, that's the one thing I would change from the step block right away. It's like any, <laughs> right. anytime you hit this thing, you're going to fall over. Like, and I, and I want to just raise that DC like a lot. It'd <laughs> just be like, no, too bad. <laughs> like this oh, thing is too sense. big. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're an idiot for going towards it <laughs> or like at least attacking it. Um, so uh, there's that. And then I also just kind of want to add this. I don't know what it would be, but I just now suddenly want to add something that like deafens, players because if it whips its tail around
1: huh yeah yeah i mean that makes that makes total sense yeah i like this stat block it looks it looks good
0: yeah so far they add up so far they're pretty good other other than those colorful additions i would i would add in i don't think anything's missing which is good right Mm
1: -hmm. i I, and i like that you went with this fun fact as opposed to the um the urban legend which if you'll allow me to i I will tell now i would love it okay So the urban legend behind the discovery of the Brontosaurus is that um, we have in the Bone Wars, we have uh, Marsh and uh, who's the other one? Do you remember offhand?
0: Um, Hold it. Hold it. Cope.
1: Cope. So like you touched on earlier, these guys were dicks to each other. So the story behind the Brontosaurus is that Cope took the head of an Allosaurus and put it on the tail of a fossil of a Brachiosaurus and let Marsh discover it. No way. Uh, Yeah, no, I shit you not. To the point where in 1994, Brontosaurus were actually just scrapped from the history books and reassigned to Allosaurus. Um, So Brontosaurus did not exist after 1994. Oh
0: my god. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was it was in uh, in uh, 2015, I think, where they revisited the skeleton and were like, maybe this was just an urban legend and this is actually a real dinosaur. <laughs> so currently, they think the Brontosaurus was real, but for like 20 years, uh, we were convinced as a culture that the Brontosaurus was a practical joke that Cope played on Marsh.
0: That's amazing. I'm now I'm actually yeah. now currently reeling in my computer chair. About how perfect it was that I ran this episode so that you could just fill I had no idea you were gonna have all these ridiculously fun facts. <laughs>
1: so. Um I as soon as you said you were doing dinosaurs, I realized that I like fucking love dinosaurs. Like I didn't realize how into these things I was. Um but I'm like I feel like I'm seven years old again. Uh,
0: so like, this is so good. I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. Yeah, this is working out really well. Like so all right. Well, um,
1: so th- there's your fun fact of the Brontosaurus for the day is that they just didn't exist for 20 years because we thought it was a practical joke that Cope played on Marsh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's so good. That's absolutely incredible. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that's the Brontosaurus. We'll move on to the next one. We're going for we're going to skip skip the letter C. Get right down to the letter D. And this is the uh, this is the one that's a uh, really weird spelling, but it is pronounced Deinonychus.
1: Okay, I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the one um, that I've never even I seen this thing checked. before. Uh, it is, this is
1: the one you can get as like a familiar, a beast companion. Uh, right?
0: Possibly, yeah. It's uh, it's our first one that's a bit smaller. It's a, it's a medium size, uh, mechanic okay. wise, um, and uh, they were also called a razor talon in D anD D in that. Lore. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> so hardcore
0: <laughs> yeah they are the larger cousin to the velociraptor and standing roughly as tall as a human and running as fast as the average horse they are oh okay apparently rather cunning and pinned their prey to the ground ate them alive um and weighing somewhere around 272.2 kilograms or 600 pounds uh, and that's again in the D lore um they were hunt uh hunters that hunted in packs and, of course, found in the jungles of Chalt, though apparently they also inhabited the Serpent Hills and the western heartlands and the stone lands of Cormyr. I didn't really get too far into that, but, um, you know, sort of, uh, we've talked about Cormyr before in some of the old uh, lore, I think, in Tree Ants, uh, and Yeah,
1: Cormyr's east of the Sword Coast, mm, I believe. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, so um, the, the possi- there's a possibility they, they inhabit other areas. Um, and then honorable mention is uh, that there, there was a racing Deinonychus from Port uh, Nianzaru as well. And the Cholt named, uh, named it a Jungle Princess. <laughs> and uh, Love it. Sp- this, this is probably a spoiler alert, so I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Uh, but apparently uh, there was one kept by a tavern owner named Bosco Daggerhand and it was a pet of his and he used a ring of animal influence to be able to uh, control it and he named his pet Knuckles. That's
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Um I love that name. Bosco Daggerhand might be my next my <laughs> next fighter. Really like that's it, just yeah. that's right up there with Keith Slashmaster. Like
0: <laughs> it's so good. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Randall Broadchest. <laughs> like that sounds like a Trolleville Valley character. <laughs>
0: 100%. Uh, to 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 date, my favorite character name from him is is Rhapsody Kincaid. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. Oh my god, uh, <laughs> he's just playing a. I'm I'm a big
1: fan of Randall Broadchest, but that's <laughs> that's really good.
0: <laughs> oh man, uh, that guy's got one hell of a sense of humor. Um,
1: he's so funny.
0: So uh, uh, IRL the Deinonychus, uh was a carnivore, uh, belonged to the clade of Theropoda, so very similar to that uh, Allosaurus. Uh, this guy is coming in around 3.5 meters or 11 feet in length, uh, about uh, 0.87 meters or 2.9 feet uh, in hip height, specifically, and weighed about 73 kilos or 161 pounds. Um, it uh, existed in the early Cretaceous period, and uh, as far as the discovery goes, fossilized remains of the Deinonychus have been recovered from the cloverly Formation of Montana and Wyoming, and in the roughly contemporary Antlers Formation of Oklahoma, first discovered by Barnum Brown, who excavated the larger Tenontosaurus near Billings, Montana. Um, so, a relative of, of the Deinonychus. The okay. full name of the dinosaur is Deinonychus anteropus, which roughly means counterbalance, referring to the uh, believed use of its tail for balance.
1: That's really cool. I like that a lot. I mean, that makes sense with these smaller, um, like, fast dinosaurs. Like, yep. these these are the kind of... We're now getting into the territory where these probably had feathers.
0: Yes, yeah, for sure. We're definitely getting closer to that. 100% we are. Yeah. Um, I, I love that idea. Uh, it puts me in mind of a... There's a common video or, or, or gif that you would find online of, of a cheetah changing its direction uh, while chasing prey. You can watch its tail change... Uh, the opposite direction to, to counterbalance its movement. It's really, really cool. So it just it me- oh, always cool. makes me think of like, that. Uh, like a rudder. Yeah. And uh, so really nifty. I love it. This is like the first dinosaur we're coming across. That's not just called Saurus, you know? <laughs> it's Deinonychus. Antaropus means counterbalance. Uh, this this yeah. is in a, in a league of its own compar- uh, comparatively so far.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I like this a lot.
0: So fun fact about this guy is that in a 2015 paper, which is pretty recent, they reported after further analysis of immature fossils that the open and mobile nature of the shoulder joint might have meant that young Dionychus were capable of some form of flight. You called it. Also upon its finding, Barnum thought he was bringing back a smaller dinosaur with oversized teeth. In turn... uh, it turned out that the teeth belonged to a different skeleton, but that didn't stop him from nicknaming the creature Megadontosaurus.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Big tooth lizard. What a loser.
0: So you get two fun facts in this one. I couldn't resist that one. That was really good. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I mean,
1: like much love to Barnum, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that translates to big tooth lizard. And that's dumb. Pretty much
0: much does. Uh, (laughs) So uh, there's that. So yeah. Um, uh very, really quite recently as recently as five years ago it's possible that uh they um uh, were capable of some form of flight doesn't necessarily indicate uh feathers in this case but is indicative of uh, that shoulder joint and the ability to fly
1: yeah there were actually a lot more dinosaurs that had that kind of like um flying squirrel glider skin that that, that we had originally thought yeah um that's cool. I, I like this one. Um, I don't have much on this one, other than that it you it you can get it as an animal companion in um, in Pathfinder at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't.
0: Uh... I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't available as uh, as that in D anD D to some regard. I think it's it's probably. I guess it's not that rare to have a medium creature as your animal companion, so I don't see why that wouldn't be. No, nice. uh, unless there's a, a a limit on intelligence or wisdom. Um, caps or something like Not that? Not normally. I, there
1: is. Um, I mean, maybe it was introduced in Tomb of Annihilation. Mm. Or maybe, I just don't know. Uh, feel free to write in and let us know. Yeah, um, yeah I, don't, uh, I don't know too much about yeah. these guys.
0: But in any case, they're, you know, like I said, Beat'em Beast, uh, armor class of 13, 26 hit points, 40 foot uh, speed, uh, which I think lines up with the, with the average riding horse in D&D and d in 5 e um,
1: yeah, I feel no, like that sounds be right.
0: Higher. I general. think there's a CR cap on it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's probably it. Eh?
1: Yeah, and since this is only a CR one, yeah, you know, it, it, it might only be
0: one. Uh, so they're they're pretty.
1: Uh, it would be on the high end of that. Yeah.
0: And the um, uh, uh, this is the first one we're looking at that's it uh, stands to reason with its size that the strength and decks are a little more evened out. Most of them have been high strength, low decks, and now, now we're looking at both at fifteen with a plus two. For both stats. Yeah. Uh They do have the pounce feature as well. With a minimum of 20 foot. Um, so it, it seems that it's a pretty clear um, uh, pattern here. Where it's a minimum of half your speed. In order to. Right. Uh, 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 in order to produce this pounce. And um, DC 12 strength saving throw. Knock prone. By attack bonus action. Same, same, same. Pretty much. These guys do have multi attack however. Uh, with three attacks at CR1. Oh, wow. One bite, two claws. So they're not messing around.
1: No, these are pretty lethal for a CR1. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, as far as I know, the staff lock reads uh, as such, and it's that they can run at you and pounce, and the bonus action bite, but that's not included in the multi-attack. So they can do that really quickly to, to sort of get in on you uh, and cle- uh, cover that ground. And, uh, but once they're there on their next turn, that's when they can employ their multi-attack. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is, to be honest, kind of terrifying. You know, I'm glad that they don't get to multi-attack with the pounce, but also if they run in pounce, knock you over, and, um, and attack. And for whatever reason, you decide or are unable to get up. The next round, they can attack you three times with advantage because you're prone
1: yeah I mean it makes sense for the creature I don't I don't agree with it making sense for the CR but uh, yeah
0: I mean 100% this
1: CR is a little little questionable at best yeah <laughs> so um, but this this creature like like you said it's a bigger velociraptor like I think this is what you see in the Jurassic Park at least the first two Jurassic Park movies is, is probably a diet Dionicus die um yeah <laughs>
0: Very distinct And not actually a
1: Velociraptor. <laughs>
0: uh, you're, you're actually not wrong. Uh, and there was, was a part of me that was hoping you wouldn't catch on to that right away because I want to talk about it later. Um, okay.
1: I know, yeah. I know Velociraptors are very small. I think yeah. they're only about four feet tall. Yeah. Um, and they were almost a certainly feathered. Right. Uh, but, we, yeah, yeah we, we can talk about that later. Um, we'll definitely get into that. Ra- f- fun uh, fact, so raptors are my favorite animal group. <laughs> there you go. So. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, why not? Treat yourself. They're, they're wicked. <laughs> they're super cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dionychus, uh, we will revisit um, at least this topically uh, near the end of the episode when we get to the, the lower end of the alphabet. Uh, for now, okay. we'll move cool. on to the next one, the Dimetrodon, I believe it's pronounced. Ooh,
1: yeah, Dimetrodon. Um, yeah, these guys are neat. These are what I was originally going to do. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, these are like a big, like an iguana with a big fucking fin on it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I think they're really neat looking. Uh,
0: There is a particular term for that fin. Uh, In fact, it's described in the D&D lore, but it is the technical term. And uh, basically, these creatures in D&D resembled alligators and were known for what is called a neural spine sail. Right. And it basically spans the length of their back. Uh, they also hunted in shallow waters, much like a crocodile, and sunbathed on rocks near these waters. Uh, they were highly territorial. Quadrupeds, so they you know, they were kind of lumbering down low, um, and uh, they're looking at around uh, 2 to 3 meters, uh, or 7 to 9 feet in length, weighing 200 kilograms or 450 pounds. Um, another medium creature. Um, common in the jungles of Chult. And a quick honorable mention is that the neural spine cells are thought to serve a number of purposes, including thermoregulation, sexual selection, mating, uh, sorry, regarding mating, uh, food and nutrient storage, camouflage, and possibly a sound as a sound display. Um, what is a sound display? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. And I'm so not glad I didn't make a note of it because I remember I was supposed to. Okay. <laughs> that's fair
1: um, so I don't know if we're going to touch on it but I know that Dimetrodon aren't the only dinosaurs with um, spine cells uh, uh, the Spinosaurus is known for its spine cell as well um, which makes me wonder how closely related these guys are I don't think Spinosauruses are in d d um, but they are the villain of Jurassic Park Three. They kind of have like a like an elongated snout and a and like this this neural sail. Mm-hmm. And what I find particularly interesting about this is earlier this year, uh, as early uh, I think April um, twenty twenty, uh, it was rationalized that Spinosauruses were um, uh, what is what is the term? Inf- inf- not amphibious, but they they swam and they walked around on land, mm-hmm. whereas. Uh, n- almost no dinosaurs if any um technically swimmed right uh, whereas the spinosaurus is a true dinosaur so okay i thought that was yeah th- right. that's really neat. yeah fair enough um i based on the name the dimetrodon i am not a hundred percent sure that this is a dinosaur
0: uh yeah i don't know um i i mean i certainly don't have an answer for you <laughs> Oh, was that was enough so vamping?
1: Will you looked oh, up sound? 100
0: percent, it was. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate Sweet. that. I'm cutting almost none of it. This this would be great. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm actually s- slightly realizing why I didn't make a note because I, I I think I meant to just not include it because I was a bit confused by it myself. Um, but according to Wiki, uh, which is where I got that list, a sound display is uh, Gregory Paul, whoever that is, argued that the parallel parallel neck sales of uh, a Margosaurus uh, would have reduced neck flexion. Instead, he proposed that with their circular rather than flat cross sections, these spines were more likely covered with a horny sheath. He also suggests that they ha- could have been clattered together for a sound display. That's literally. Oh, wind chimes. Oh yeah, yeah, so there's a so bone inside of the sheath yeah, okay,
1: and it would rattle around inside the sheath and it would create create like um, like a like a maraca of sound.
0: See, this is why this is why James and I are partners. <laughs> Different perspectives. I, cu- I couldn't make heads or tails of that fucking sentence and he's Yeah, no, it's, it. that's not a good <laughs> sentence.
1: Um, I would have went with I would have just kept it at thermoregulation because it's very clearly used to diffuse <laughs> yeah. um, sunlight or like to absorb sunlight. You so you I'm, said I'm assuming times. these are endotherms. I looked at
0: the word clattered and went I'm an idiot. <laughs> I should put it in. It just clattered. <laughs> God damn it. Uh <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it should say rattled. Rattled, yeah. See, much better. Much better. Um Yeah. But still cool. Still cool to think about. It's, uh, uh, interesting um uh interesting thing to imagine, you know, this like weird I
1: bet you that would have sounded like, like a together. lot like a wing, you know, like when a wing flaps, like a right. like a, like a, when a bird aggressively mm-hmm oh my God, why am I not describing this well? <laughs> but you know that, that like rustling sound of like an aggressive flapping of wings? Yeah. Like, no, uh, I mean, it's almost intimidating. Sure. Yep. Um, I imagine that's what that mm-hmm. sounds like. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, I don't know how, if I, how or if I would employ it mechanically. Certainly a flavor thing to, to throw in. Possibly uh, an intimidation. Yeah,
1: maybe, yeah, a fear effect, maybe. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, it seems that almost seems too magical for me, though. You know, how is that going to make you run away exactly? Just, just more of a flavor caution, the players. You're about to approach something, maybe.
1: Yeah. However, maybe there's a rattlesnake stat block
0: that we can look up and (laughs) and lift from. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, But as far as IRL stuff goes, uh, these guys were uh, likely carnivorous. They come from the clade Synapsida. Synapsida, possibly. Um, is an animal group that includes mammals, and every other animal more closely related to mammals rather than reptiles or birds. So, okay, so they're not dinosaurs. Yeah, your call on the non-dinosaur was very accurate.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I think it's. I. I mean, I'm. I'm prepared to be corrected. I think the iguanodon um, might be the the exception rather than the rule, but I think spinosaurus is the only dinosaur that we know of that swam. Uh, that was aquatic or semi-aquatic right. I think Iguanodon was fully aqu- aquatic But I'm, I'm prepared to be corrected yeah. there
0: And I, uh, I believe, I remember when I was doing the research I, I came across that and thought This is probably why in the D&D lore They particularly compare them to alligators and crocodiles And it's just sort of this like um, reptilian but non-dinosaur kind of approach And they were like kind of like just treading that line um uh, of the two. Right. Uh, which which you know, D&D does a lot of. You know, if there's two things yeah. to mold together, then they're going to do it, you know.
1: For sure. I mean, and these guys are cool looking. Mm. Like go look them up listeners. They're very squat, they're very low to the ground, but these fins are dope.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: um everybody had one of these toys as a kid or had a friend with one of these toys mm. as a kid.
0: Oh yeah, I I 100% had one, for sure. Um And I'll give you a a little more uh, further uh, confirmation that they're not a dinosaur. If you want to scroll back up to page one, uh, these guys come from the early Permian period, which is before dinosaurs evolved.
1: Oh, no way. Yeah. That's neat. I didn't see that coming at all.
0: (laughs) So uh, there you go. Uh, These guys do not belong under dinosaurs. Thanks, wizards. You blew it. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> well
1: i mean they're gonna blow it further i, I know that for a fact they're gonna blow it further but uh um yeah i mean we uh, there's got to be a pterosaur in here
0: right <laughs> we'll see we'll see okay. i promise nothing all right um all right. I'm, oh, I, sh- I should say i'm strictly going with anything in the five e books there were actually other dinosaurs listed from old uh other um, editions in the forgotten realms bookies
1: specifically. oh for sure yeah. for sure but so. um yeah we' we'll, we'll we'll get to it if we get to yeah. it. but so the yeah, discovery right.
0: of the Dimetrodon uh, was—it uh, was first found in 1878. Uh, most fossils have been found in southwestern, southwestern United States. The majority coming from a geological deposit called the Red Beds of Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, more recently, however, fossils have been found in Germany. Oh, mm. neat! So uh, these guys got around, I guess. Uh, their name. Specifically means two measures of teeth. Uh, no, I have nothing else on that. <laughs> I don't know. Why. Okay.
1: I, <laughs> oh, look, I, I would bet it's probably because they have two rows of teeth,
0: May, uh, Perhaps. Uh,
1: but I don't know anything about that yeah, at all. Me neither. Um, I was going to speculate on why most recently <laughs> fossils have been found in Germany, mm. and that's because a lot of these things were destroyed in the first and second world wars. A lot of these, um, these these fossil sites were were just destroyed in, right. in in those wars yeah um
0: and we all know europe's got a lot of recent war historically <laughs> A lot, even before World War One and Two. Holy damn. Yeah. Well, so
1: the heyday for dinosaurs was during the Bone Wars. Mm-hmm. It was the late 1800s. So the most recent wars after that were the Great War and then the Second World War. Right, yeah. Um, I, I know for a fact a lot of uh, fossils were destroyed in uh, Germany and France mm-hmm. in the in the Second World War specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes but sense. But that's, that's another show completely. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, get this. my uh, I apparently forgot I wrote this, but my fun fact is that it's not actually a dinosaur. <laughs> that is so oh, fun. Imagine. Um, often mistaken as one, but went extinct about 40 million years before the first dinosaur even evolved. And, oh, shit. Yeah, and it is more closely related to mammals than reptiles. So, there's that. <laughs> But as far as the stat block goes, um, medium creature, 12 AC, uh, 19 hit points. Uh, first one with a swim speed. So we got 30-foot land speed but 20-foot swim speed. So still a little bit faster on land. And uh, other than that, they don't have much. They have a bite attack, 2D, 6 plus 2 piercing. They're a quarter uh, challenge rating.
1: Okay. So. Um, is this this art, the uh, the art that I'm looking at, is this the, f- the 1E art?
0: It's 1 or 2E. I believe it's 1E. Yeah, and that's so good. It is actually pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah, Uh, and actually, the the Deinonychus is, I believe, that's one e as well, Um, and the Brontosaurus I have one and two e, which are not much different from each other.
1: No, no, one (laughs) didn't feel like drawing the face.
0: Uh, I think Um, what I did find was that uh, there was a severe lack of actual Dungeons and Dragons art for dinosaurs. Um, Yeah, that
1: that sounds about right. It changes so frequently what our what our perception of dinosaurs are, so it makes sense.
0: (laughs) And so, um, this is the first one I've included the uh, a picture of the actual uh, build of a, one of the uh, skeletons.
1: Yeah, so that um, I guess the fun fact about me is I come from just outside of Toronto, so I spent a lot of time in the city as a as a kid and a young adult. And every time I go, I go to the the Royal Ontario Museum, which is a great uh, selection of dinosaur fossils. And the first dinosaur I ever remember seeing uh, complete is a Dimetrodon. Uh, mm. the, the only two fossils that stuck in my mind as a kid were a Dimetrodon and a Glyptodon, yeah. um, neither of which are dinosaurs. And <laughs> like, this, this one was always Amazing. awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, just before we move on to the next one, I will just uh, just point out the size of this creature um, there were some around they had quite a big difference uh one point seven meters or four point six meters in or six to fifteen feet in length so huge oh, huge wow. difference and they could weigh anywhere big. from twenty eight kilograms to two hundred and fifty kilograms or sixty to five hundred and fifty pounds like really big difference
1: yeah that's that 's a huge variation I wonder if those um the smaller values were from from children.
0: It's possible, yeah, like uh definitely younger younger uh, species or um what's the word I'm looking for? Juvenile. Juvenile, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um which I or which were very definitely things I like came across variously. Um Oh for sure. These, I mean something some this old like, like juveniles it's... or something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're so old that it's fucking nigh impossible to tell if there isn't a specific bone structure difference. Mm. Like, there could just be divergent evolutions based on how how far apart the U.S. and Germany even would have been back then before um, – I guess this would have been before Pangaea or during Pangaea. Yeah,
0: I don't remember – yeah, a much sure. well, I I I guess it
1: would have been just I think it was just before. Mm-hmm. I think the gigantic extinction was what separate doesn't matter. My my point is even at the time of Pangaea, Germany and North America would have been so far apart that there could have been divergent evolutions. Mm-hmm. Um and I know that's not the right term for what I'm thinking of is like a different species. Divergent evolution is when two things evolve right separately but the exact same way. Right. Um, so that I mean that's even possible like this would have been around the time of Titanoboa I think so Mm. like it's it's who the fuck knows so
0: cool Titanoboa I wish that was in here (laughs) not a dinosaur not a dinosaur it's a Um, serpent but with that let's go on to the next one we're into the ages now the Hadrosaurus I feel like there's Uh, no other way to say this one um no you're had head resource, yeah. yeah um i've just noticed that uh, part of my notes are empty which is a mistake <laughs> uh, but that's all right we'll sort that out later uh this is a large creature uh and uh, it was an herbivore capable of standing on either two or four legs uh the most prominent feature is a bonehead crest specifically um, found in the jungles of Chult for the D&D lore. And if raised young, could be trained as a riding animal. So this was this was your more common riding animal in that D&D lore. Um, okay. And there was a racing hadrosaur, yet again, from uh, Port Zaru in Chult. And this one was named Banana Candy. <laughs> And I'm sorry. (laughs) What? Killed James. Oh my god. (laughs) Yep. Is this PG thirteen all of a sudden? uh, Banana candy. Uh, I I I don't know how to feel about that. That that honorable mention there. Um, Not great. uh, I don't feel great about it. I feel like I feel like it's like too much of a pop culture reference. Um, But it also (gasps) made me laugh out loud when I first read it. So, I. I, I, I feel like I can't harp on it because I thought it was hilarious. So uh, there's that. <laughs> I feel like we need to censor that. It makes me feel dirty. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um Uh Okay. Is
1: there a reason it was called banana candy? I no idea. Like do they have a Again, do they have, have a backstory? I'm pretty sure this all comes from two of
0: annihilation, so I have oh, to actually it does. I just,
1: looked into I it. I didn't I did not I did not look closely enough at this part apparently. <laughs> Holy shit. So
0: yeah, there you go.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, uh, in speaking of land before time, I think
0: Ducky was a Hadrosaurus. Oh, I did not think of that at all. Uh, quick Google search says that its species is quite disputed. Could be an uh, Ducky was an Anatosaurus, uh Parasaurolophus, or Sorolophus. So... Not, not no. a bad guess, but <laughs> apparently not a hadrosaur.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. All right. That's fair.
0: Um, but uh, uh. so, yeah, uh, IRL, like herbivore, uh, clade from the ornithia, um, as said earlier. As far as size right. goes, uh, they were 7 to 8 meters, 26, uh, 23 to 26 feet in length, and they could weigh as much as two to four tons, or two thousand to four thousand kilograms. Uh, so, okay, yeah, not small, not small at all. Um, no, and they would have been around in the late Cretaceous period. That makes sense, I guess. Their first
1: discovery so were they was, bipedal or quadrupedal?
0: So they had the ability to do either. That was that was the, oh, okay. one of their most outstanding things. They could they could sort of switch between cool yeah like a bear. Kind of like a bear. <laughs> a much bigger bear. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. They're first found by uh, Ferdinand Van Dever Hayden during expeditions near Judith River in Judith River, Missouri. Um, these expeditions took place between 1854 and 1856. And the, the name hadrosaur means stout or sturdy uh, and are also called a duck build dinosaur so your your guess on the ducky thing is not far off although b- yeah
1: there's place. another one that i'm thinking of too mm. um but i it doesn't matter uh that's cool mm.
0: and fun fact uh these were the very first dinosaur fossils recognized from north america and as well as uh, i i've put another uh posting here of a picture of, of the uh, skeleton uh, put together, and it, it was the first dinosaur skeleton that was ever mounted.
1: Actually, that's so cool. Yeah,
0: piece together, mounted, and put on display. So pretty nifty creature. Um, these guys are pretty simple, though. Well, despite them being a large beast, they're only a quarter challenge. They have a, a tail attack, one D ten bludgeoning, um, speed of forty feet, eleven AC, and nineteen HP. Nothing real special as far as the uh, the stat block goes.
1: No, not really.
0: A little boost to their perception. Probably just, you know, alert um, herbivore trying to avoid, you know, prey, predators.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know what? That actually adds up to me. Yeah. Um, their first appearance in the Jurassic Park world is uh, Pete Postway's first appearance in The Lost World, <laughs> and they're actually driving through a herd of hydrosaurus and apatosaurus.
0: <laughs> You know so entirely too much about those films. <laughs> it's,
1: they're my second favorite series. <laughs> it's
0: killing me. It's absolutely Goes RoboCop
1: me. and then Jurassic Park.
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh, any, any, thoughts, questions, concerns, or queries about the hadrosaur? <laughs> um. No.
1: Not really. Uh, I So based on these two photos that I'm looking at, not the mounted skeletons, I legit thought these were two different species because they look so drastically different. Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I, I like that. So you can definitely make out the bill
0: on the one, um, uh, I guess that's probably from 5e. Uh, I think, to be honest, it's possible neither of the images I have here are from Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. There, I think they are two uh, different artist renditions. Okay. Um, uh,
1: so based on the images I'm looking at here, you can definitely kind of make out the bill on one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that little black thing on the front, and it's almost got like a turkey nose, which is I think is really neat looking. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second one definitely looks more. Um, it's got like deer front legs, right, so it, it yeah. definitely looks more sturdy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas the first one there. almost doesn't look like it could be quadruped. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one in Jurassic Park looks like an amalgamation of these two of the, the two of these. So it runs like the the first image, but it looks like the second image. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has the duck bill of the first image.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it honestly, makes me makes me fascinated to think about how like you know they 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 find these specimens, these fossils, these skeletons. They reconstruct them, they compare them to all these other things they know exist and have seen and you know before their eyes living. And uh, you know, and and it, it draws so many questions, uh, but also answers a lot of them. But I mean, I'm sure there's way more questions than there are answers, and and uh, it's just fascinating to look at all these different renditions and the, these these differing hypotheses of what they would have looked like, you know. You know, what 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 the meat and potatoes would have looked like on top of the skeleton, you know?
1: For uh, sure, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to know that people are just literally making shit up.
0: Yeah, they really are. <laughs> and there was a time when it would kind of really didn't matter, and it's becoming more and more important to to be more accurate. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty pretty gnarly.
1: Yeah, I like it. I I don't. I still don't give a shit. I think I think they're great. Uh, um, just I don't need feathers in my on, dinosaurs. Yeah. I don't mind it, but I, I don't need it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I'll jump down the alphabet uh, from H to P. And we're going to okay. get into the old Plesiosaurus? Plesiosaurus? Uh,
1: uh, I th- think it's Plesiosaurus.
0: I'm okay with that. I like that. Uh, as far as uh, D and E, are Because they're
1: a member of the Pliosaurus family.
0: If you say so. <laughs> uh, I do, yeah. <laughs> um. As far as DD is concerned, they uh, had com- compact bodies with strong flippers for swimming and long, flexible necks. Their neck alone accounted for about a third of their length, considered to be one of uh, the more intelligent species of dinosaur and quite curious creatures. And they were also highly aggressive and attacked pretty much any other creature in sight. Um, so... Very different approach here. Uh, they they were approximately thirteen point seven meters or forty five feet in length, uh, and commonly found in Lake uh, the Lake of Mists of the Endless Waste.
1: Um, well, honestly, That's such a good fucking name. <laughs> Holy I kinda,
0: shit! I Kind of don't remember. <laughs> I did definitely did the research in that, but again, I was just limiting like my bullet points here. I don't really remember where that's at. <laughs> um, yeah, fair. For anyone listening who does, there's your fun fact. Please resources were sources Uh there. Um, and these guys could also be found on the Forbidden Plateau. Uh, they're uh, one, of our, okay. one of our dinosaurs found there. And a uh, quick honorable mention. Oh, I think
1: the like of Mists and the Endless Waste are in the Beastlands.
0: Yeah, I don't remember, to be honest. I really don't. Okay. Um, but uh, our honorable mention, I've actually left somewhat blank and there's a high spoiler alert and i'm going to give you james the opportunity to supply some info on a plesiosaurus if you feel like you can uh from rhyme at the frost meeting the most recent module
1: um i i can i guess uh, there's actually not a whole lot um there about the pl- plesiosaurus there's um there's a specific quest you can get at one of the 10 towns that leads you out to the um the ocean, where you have uh, an interaction with with a, again, spoiler territory, mm-hmm. an awakened uh, plesiosaur who's been awakened by a local druid. Uh, I'm not going to say too much more because I know half the audience are part of my Frost Maiden game. <laughs> yeah, um, but almost a hundred percent of that encounter I made up.
0: Oh really? Okay. Uh, I
1: think I think I called ours Andy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: it, it, there's not a whole lot. Like, I think the whole plesio, like it's it's a table, right? So you roll on the table, and that determines the the actions. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but most of it, it, like at most, I think it's like four sentences. Is uh, what the Plesiosaurus knows and what it does and stuff like that. Like it's.
0: Or we had like a full there, There's not a whole lot to
1: spoil it. there.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, most of what you guys do is is me making mm-hmm. shit up. Like we have, yeah. we've played like a dozen sessions, you know, at three hours each, and we haven't. You're not even. You're not even like forty pages into the book
0: yet. <laughs> we haven't really gotten anywhere. <laughs> we, no, not we had really. Two no. back-to-back sessions without without any combat at all just like yeah just you're you're
1: not even laugh. level three yet so for those of you dming and you know where the milestone is they're they're not even level three yet uh
0: yeah we, but, we love uh, to mess y- around
1: yeah there's not a whole lot to spoil there um it yeah you know I, the big spoiler is it's awakened and i bought the roll 20 module and it says awakened right in the fucking nameplate so. Yeah. so good on you roll 20
0: um, <laughs> seriously Someone needs to oversee the whole spoiler alert shit sometimes. IRL devoted information to the plesiosaurus. Uh, Its diet was a piscivore. Likely eating snails and clams, mostly, and possibly belemnites, which is an extinct squid-like cephalopod. Um, Okay. That would have been its primary diet. It is a... uh, Soropterygia? Um, th- Saurotterygia, yeah. I think is how that's pronounced. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that that's, uh, is is One thing I wasn't sure about is if that P was pronounced because it's in the middle of the word. Um, uh, uh, well,
1: whenever we start? see Terra, it, it's not. Yeah.
0: Um, but it just, it just makes me think of, like, helicopter and that it's, like, actually helico and tur. Uh, that make up the the word, but when we put it together, we still pronounce the P uh,
1: Right, I'm thinking at least in this particular context. I would imagine it'd be closer to pterosaur
0: uh, Sure, could be um, uh, In any case this one in particular is it's not technically a clade. It is a super order I, I couldn't tell you really what the difference is. I just knew I couldn't really find a, a particular clade In fact, a lot of these have multiple clades uh, so this is the the one exception. And um, uh, basically it means that a diver- it's a diverse taxon of aquatic reptiles that developed from terrestrial ancestors soon after the end Permian extinction and flourished through the Triassic period before all except from the uh, Plesiosauria became extinct at the end of that period. Uh, so it's somewhere related right. in all that.
1: Okay, so its clade is Pistosauria, uh, Pistosauradia.
0: Okay. You got um, it. <laughs> it. It doesn't really
1: matter. Its super order is, like, below its class, so its kingdom phylum uh, class order and then whatever. Mm-hmm. So super order is what kind of groups all those orders, yeah. and then clades also, I think, group the orders. Um, so, like, like Plesiosauria is a clade, mm-hmm. whereas in, in traditional Thing I think plesiosaur would be a uh, an order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sauraptergia is the um, you know what gathers all those clades together.
0: Right. Okay. Gotcha. So it's like, that's when the, it's like the top of the family tree of the clades kind of thing. Uh. Like where the clades yeah. Divide. So I think that's, I think I think it takes
1: place of the order. Okay. Um. Fair. Yeah. Enough. I don't. Yeah, it's weird. I think... Like yeah. I said, you're so, no like,
0: dinosaurologist. If, so, <laughs> And i no yeah, like a so histori- like, historiologist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like super order groups the clade and the clade groups the order is how I'm looking okay. at this.
0: Cool. Well, and then in the order are all the species. Regardless. This thing is 3.5 meters or 11 feet long. It's not a small creature. I love the artwork for 5e. No um it looks vicious as all hell
1: these things are mean as
0: fuck man yeah, that that um, skeleton like, is really cool actually too and i mean it almost looks like a the picture i have here looks looks like a bit of a remake or a rebuild it doesn't look genuine it looks like it's made of wood or no um,
1: n- no skeletons on display are real yeah, they're all uh, of, they're all plaster casts yeah
0: fair yeah that that makes a lot of sense yeah
1: yeah so, so no skeleton you see in a museum is a real one because it could get broken or damaged and
0: they are yeah. literally invaluable. <laughs> literally. Uh, so the first complete skeleton of of the Plesiosaurus was discovered by uh, early paleontologist and fossil hunter Mary Anning. Um, it was found in the Lias Group, Lias group possibly, uh, which is an area of Western Europe that covers the British Isles, the North Sea, the Low Countries, which include Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg. And the north of Germany. Um, the meaning of Plesiosaurus, uh, Plesio means near to, and Saurus means lizard. So it's like near to lizard, clo- close to, or maybe closely related. Um, and I think the very obvious fun fact about this, uh, we haven't exactly described it physically, but this is the Loch Noss monster. Or rather, that many accounts compare the Loch Ness monster to the Plesiosaurus, or a cross thereof, or ancestor of
1: right um so first and foremost uh yeah I, w- I would agree that at least some version of the plesiosaurus is a loch ness monster i don't i don't specifically believe it's the plesiosaurus because i think it's a little too small there are other animals in this um mm-hmm. order that are much much larger like the chimerosaurus uh some other stuff um
0: it but, yeah it's the same like, shape like Millions of years later, it's going to have evolved into a different creature. It's not going to be the Plesiosaurus, even if that was the an- one of the ancestors, you know. Um, yeah. That Loch Ness is going to um, be something different, which is why, like, you know, there was that sort of addendum, like, or, or a cross right. thereof or re- relation to.
1: So, for those of you who um, are like me, this is like a mean-looking Lapras. Like, if you put an eel <laughs> on a Lapras.
0: Yes. <laughs> Oh,
1: man. Uh, second of all, Mary Anning was badass as all fuck, and had? we will link, um, we'll link an episode to a podcast called Stuff You Missed in History Class uh, about Mary Anning. Um, I hope you're writing all these down. She also discovered the ichthyosaurus.
0: <laughs> Wicked. Pardon? I, like, I hope you're writing all those down because I don't know these podcasts. Yeah,
1: I always write all these <laughs> down. That's why I have an open notebook next to me. Uh, but her main discovery was the ichthyosaurus, which is a bigger plesiosaur.
0: Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I, I'm actually already like wanting to listen to these podcasts. I know you listen to a lot more than I do, but like now I just want to tag a bunch more on, um, <laughs> I, I, hours, hours <laughs> a week, man. It's so many. Uh, <laughs> but let's let's get back to this.
1: Um, we can. that's yeah. that's all show notes stuff. So, uh.
0: so yeah, please do so, so. We're looking at stat block wise. We're at a large beast. Um, it is uh, armor class of thirteen natural armor. Uh. 68 hit points, uh, uh, land speed of 20 feet, swim speed of 40. Go fuck yourself, land speed of 20 feet. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Sorry, I've been wanting to say that since I read the plesiosaurus stat blocks in Rhyme of <laughs> Go fuck yourself, this is an aquatic creature.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's also, uh, let me crocodiles and alligators are like surprisingly fast on land as well. Although I know, I know they have a very different structure, but like, you know, there's a part of me that always wants to be like, well, you never know. Depends on the size, depends <laughs> uh, on the terrain. You know, sometimes they we we will talk about crocodiles
1: and alligators (laughs) when we get to my creature.
0: (laughs) Okay, fair enough. We'll save that. (laughs) Um, These guys are, of course, strength heavy, and uh, they have a they have a bonus of stealth, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um,
1: Yeah, they're uh, so those four fins are supposed to make them
0: swim in like an X pattern, Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, so that that's supposed to make them really, really wicked quiet. Right.
0: Uh. I mean, I have no argument there. It, it makes sense to me. Uh, they're only a CR2. Uh, they have one trait called hold breath. Uh, so they can hold their breath for up to an hour. So oh, that's the reason they, they don't actually breathe water, apparently. Uh, they don't have gills. They they are uh, um, a little more mammalian, yeah, I, I guess. Th-
1: uh, I think they're taking more of more from the Loch Ness Monster here than yeah, they are from the a actual... little
0: liberty there, eh? Uh, yeah. uh, and they've got a bite attack, 3d6 plus 4 piercing... Plus six to hit, reach uh, of ten feet. Not not really terrifying at all. Uh, not like the artwork uh, allows. But that
1: bite attack hits fucking hard yeah. though.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's that's true. Three d three d six at level two is is no joke. So
1: yeah, I was I was actually worried for you guys to fight this creature. <laughs>
0: Um, because never, you're
1: gonna be fighting it in water. Definitely
0: avoid yeah, that that's the big thing, is right, you're you're swimming and you're like in yeah. a cold water in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, right? It's just like Yep, yeah. And um, that plus
1: four to stealth, uh, so it can just sneak up on you. Like it's me. it's got a solid amount of hit points. Like it's
0: we, we very cleverly and uh, uh uh beautifully avoided combat with Andy, the PCosaurus. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Good times.
1: Yeah. It was it was a smart move. Um, and I guess I, I, I'm, can't remember if we touched on it, uh, at the beginning, but obviously plesiosauruses are not dinosaurs. Uh, no marine animals are dinosaurs. Mm, yeah. That's why it's not classified as a, as a dinosaur, even though it was part of the late Jurassic. That's why it's part of the, uh, Soroturgia.
0: I mean, yeah, I think the the effects there said that it's specifically, um, developed before, uh, dinosaurs did, but it lasted through until they arrived, um, you know, it just means they they survived that yeah. extinction essentially, probably due to the fact that yeah, really yeah, a lot yeah. Of creatures, right?
1: Yeah, and I guess uh, I guess I should have picked up on that or uh, referenced that when we got to the meaning of plesiosaur, meaning near to mm-hmm. lizard. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're fired.
0: So it's gonna guess be so. me from now from now on, guys. Just Freeman at uh, encounter this. i uh, just fired All James. Right.
1: That's fair. Um, he doesn't need me anyway. So please, disorders, of don't appear in Jurassic Park, so I got nothing for this one.
0: Believe you me, I can have a conversation with myself. <laughs> <laughs> like it's nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, <laughs> uh, stay tuned uh, for 2021's uh, 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 podcast Encounter Me by Freeman Eisler. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love it so a t- a much. A
0: terrifying dive into Freeman Eisen's psyche. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> still edited by James Kidd. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm going to crack a beer for this one because it's probably the uh, the hardest but most accurate pronunciation, the Paterinonodon. I got that right. So, so mad at you right, nail, right now. <laughs> did I nail it? The patera pater- <gasps> pater- and the
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, just keep that up for the rest of the stat block, and I'll <laughs> I'll agree with you the whole way.
0: <laughs> um, okay, at this point, we're we're clocking it. Uh, I mean, recording wise, it's been an hour and a half. It's going to be some of that cut, um, but we're um,
1: like forty five minutes.
0: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> But the, the beer's been flowing, guys, so it might get a little sloppier from here. Just, uh, that's your heads up. Um, yeah. But the... We're not gonna
1: do a sponsor this week because the sponsor is the, uh, late crustaceous period. <laughs> causing us to drink.
0: Blackmail stout by Strange Fellows. And <laughs> the most delicious Northwest milk stout of the Vancouver area.
1: The raven, the descendant of the dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I do love the artwork of, uh, of, uh, Strange fellows beer, it's really good.
1: Me too. Yeah, it's
0: uh, it's very Nordic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but the blackmail. All still right. Brings so tell me about
1: two. the tell me about the Paternanodon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Paternanodon is a medium creature, <laughs> um, and uh, as far as D and D is concerned, um, it was also called the uh, called the t- Teruz Teruz, possibly. And that was from the Old Empire. Um, Another thing that I looked at but don't remember, didn't make any notes on. Um, This is an old, old term for this creature. Uh, They had sharp talons and leathery skin. And they are one of the few dinosaurs capable of flight. And also had some downy feathers and a beak with teeth, as well as a light head crest. Again, this is all D&D-based information.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll address that when we get there. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Found in of the jungles of Chalt, of course And were common in the old empires Especially in Chacenta and Unther uh, They were trained as aerial combat mounts Much like dragons, but with a much lower intelligence And uh, oh, all i mention cool. is that They were first introduced with Wani uh, As a Paternanodon uh, And <laughs> later editions changed the spelling to Paternanodon uh, no, so I'll, I'll, I'll take that seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, there was actually just a spelling change. Um, uh so Pteranodon, and then they changed it to Adon, and then it was recorrected in 5E to Ronodon again. So an O to an A. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's your little, little honor roll mention there. Um, as far as IRL goes, these guys were likely Piscovores as well. Uh, but pterosaurs may have been carnivores, omnivores, and insectivores. So they had a wide range of diet. Um, and they come right. from the clade pterosauria, uh, which is yeah. meaning wing lizard, uh, as a clade or order of flying reptiles. Quite simple.
1: Yeah. So again, these aren't actually not, no flying dinosaurs existed. Um, facts. Mm-hmm. These are not dinosaurs, right? They are, they are pterosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who are as pedantic as I am
0: <laughs> a lot of them I, I did notice that a lot of them uh, because of all those categories, a lot of them fall under what is called dinosauria, which is a clade itself um, and uh i don't I, again i didn 't really do this just where the divide goes, but uh, i'm sure uh, well, like Pterosauria it. is an order it 's not a clade okay, there you go
1: yeah, so you, it, it's it 's right up there where um the uh, Plesiosauria is mm-hmm. like so it's it 's animalia uh, Chordata and then pterosauria.
0: Okay. Um, and the size of these guys, uh, adult males. Uh, I love this. They actually did manage to sort of sort out, uh, gender on this one. Um, adult males were about 5.6 meters or 18 feet in wingspan. Now females were 3.8 to 12 feet. Um, so considerably smaller and, uh, a wide range of estimated weights, uh, as low as 20 kilograms or 44 pounds uh, or 93 kilograms or 203 pounds. So pretty big difference there.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: And they were around the late Cretaceous period. The the first pterosaur found outside of Europe uh, and its uh, fossils were first found by Othniel Charles Marsh in 1870 and in the late Cretaceous smoky hill chalk deposits of western Kansas. Um, okay. So I thought that was pretty interesting. First pterosaur found outside of Europe specifically. Uh apparently yeah, quite so, common um, in the area.
1: Yeah, pterodactyls are pretty common in like middle middle Europe, like France, Germany, um, Italy, right. which are which are essentially like a bigger, more carnivorous version of a pteranodon, like when you see um in Jurassic Park 3, they are pteranodons, but they behave more like pterodactyls as far as we mm-hmm. know. Um, that's the one with uh, Tia Leone and William H. Macy.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs>
1: Dr. Grant's brilliant return to form.
0: Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Sam Neill. You are a goddamn treasure. Sam Neill a treasure. I love him. Um <laughs> Uh, so pteranodon means uh, so Teron means wing and Anodon means toothless. And the fun fact: that these guys is one, it's one of the one of the only known toothless pterosaurs. Oh, cool! Which is uh, sort of in contradiction with the D and D lore in that it had a beak and teeth. So they've definitely melded some other pterosaur features into their uh, te- pteranodon. Um, which is the official name.
1: Yeah, I think most get people get Pterodon and Pterodactyl mixed up, <laughs> to be honest with yeah, you.
0: Yeah, no, I'm sure they do, yeah. Um,
1: and I think there's also one called a Pterosaur, uh, a Pterosaurus. Mm-hmm. So I think there's Pterosaurus, Pteranodon, and Pterodactyl, yeah. and then there's all the other ones that have the weirder wings. Because um, these guys are straight line wings. Like, So when you think, um, like, Kimberly the Pink Ranger was a Pterodactyl.
0: Right. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that.
1: Um, but uh, a pterosaur From Beast Wars was a pteranodon
0: mm-hmm.
1: And that you can tell Because the crest on their head is different right. So pterodactyl okay. is like this weird Limp one that goes straight back yeah. Whereas the pteranodon is almost like a like a reverse horn
0: Do you think they picked uh, The pterodactyl For for Kimberly because it starts with a P Like Pink does uh, I, I honestly Don't know
1: <laughs> um, I think That's they picked guess. the it's, it's a tough one because I originally I thought they picked um, only dinosaurs for boys, but uh, Zach got a mastodon for some fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I don't I don't I don't know what the fuck they were doing. I mean, uh,
0: let's be honest,
1: like Tommy got a uh, got a tiger and a dragon.
0: The producers you know? were definitely just pushing bullshit. So, <laughs> as, as much yeah, as I think
1: ah. I think it was more like what's going to make this uh, the Megazord look cool. Yeah, know, for sure. <laughs> no. um, and a saber tiger and the mastodon shield with the with the Tusk gun at one point. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, um,
0: regardless. Also,
1: it makes a cool-looking
0: helmet. <laughs> I'm sh- it d- does it though. <laughs>
1: yeah pink ranger looked
0: cool man pink ranger was cool she's uh, she was like also known the actor i forget her name but her, her the actor was known for for busking uh and playing music while dressed as the pink ranger for a while <laughs> she would just go play guitar on the street dressed as the pink ranger and no one knew it was actually
1: amy her. joe johnson
0: <laughs> yeah that's right yeah Amy joe johnson uh <laughs> legend <laughs>
1: Crazy. Um, and Naomi Scott plays her in the remake, which was actually pretty decent no that? matter what anyone says. It wasn't good, yeah. but it was pretty decent.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys know where to tweet at now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have
1: to know by now that I don't I don't have good taste in movies. Like, it's got to be pretty clear.
0: It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I don't claim to have any taste, so good or bad. <laughs> That's
1: um. probably smarter.
0: <laughs> the... Um, Oh, we'll take a look at the uh, pa- uh stat block here. Um, <laughs> the Papajanodon <laughs> uh, AC at thirteen, uh, HP at thirteen, uh, land speed of ten feet, crawl around a little bit, fly speed of sixty, which just yep. makes me already scared. Um, it's got a very low strength, two strength, minus four. Uh, and of course quite dexterous, uh highly intelligent. 18 intelligence. Yeah. That's crazy high. Twenty wisdom. Uh and it's a Wow. Uh I feel like actually you know what? I feel like that's wrong. I feel like I screwed up that stat block. That can't be correct. Um <laughs> because uh, uh, it's uh it's only a CR of uh, of a quarter.
1: I mean you can be smart and weak.
0: But that's exceptionally the same smart. That's like being able to speak a language <laughs> smart. Uh That's like five languages smart. <laughs> uh, well, I screwed that up somehow. uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh don't quote don't quote us on that intellect and wisdoms. Uh, I just don't. Where's this us coming from? I don't feel like. Uh, uh, hey, it's you and me, buddy.
1: <laughs> we're in this together. Uh, <laughs> so you were you were pretty close. Oh, that? Okay. Uh, the tyrannodons' intelligence is two or minus four, <laughs> and its wisdom is nine or minus one.
0: Yeah, that's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not far off the mark of eighteen and twenty. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. It's not far. Yeah, um, it's fine. If, if, if I'm going to be, I mean, maybe you're pulling it from a different source. <laughs> uh, but yeah. if, if I was going to correct you, I would, I would correct you and say that literally the entire stat block is wrong.
0: Um,
1: well, So from the, from the monster manual, the pteranodon <laughs> is a strength of 12 or plus 1, oh, man, a dex okay. of 15 or plus 2, a con of 10 or plus 0, the intelligence wisdom that we talked about, or a charisma of 5 or minus 3.
0: So I mean, hundred percent. What I've done wrong here is that uh, we use the uh, homebrewery uh, naturalcrit uh, slash or dot homebrewery dot com to create uh, PDFs, uh, which we did uh, previously with our, our association, association with uh, Libra's Arcana. and I just it does an auto stat block for you, and I just did not fill out the ability scores in this one. <laughs> I definitely forgot it. It just autofilled it, and I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't correct it. <laughs> uh, I'm, Again,
1: it might be from a different, um, a different source. Like I, no, no, I it's
0: hundred percent what I just said. That's <laughs> oh, exactly okay. what it is. I just was like gotcha. I hit the stat block, uh, monster stat block option, and I just fixed everything. And that's the one thing I missed. So okay. uh, yeah,
1: sorry. I was trying to give you an out there. No,
0: no, no. Hundred, I, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Let's all have a laugh now, shall we? Um, regardless, uh, this creature uh, has flyby. Again, ter- uh, this, t- this shit terrifies me. The fact that it's a CR... Actually, did I get that wrong too? Is, is it still a CR quarter?
1: Yeah, it is a, it is a one quarter. Okay. Yeah, everything else looks good. Um, so you
0: get a medium-sized beast and it, it's got a 60-foot flying speed and if it attacks um, whilst flying, <laughs> it doesn't appro- uh, provoke attacks of opportunity.
1: Sorry, I just realized that directly below it, you have a plus three to hit, but a minus four strength.
0: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, <coughs>
1: yes, so flyby is very dangerous, and I have used it against you guys before, mm-hmm. and I love it. Was it. with the, was it it's, with it's the, the
0: hippogriffs? The hippogriffs? Was it? No. Uh,
1: the peritons. 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 That was it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I remember it. That was actually one of the most terrifying uh, fights I'd ever been in as a player. Uh, and that was uh, early. And that was early D&D days for us, you and I yeah, both. Yeah, for
1: sure it was. Yeah. And spoilers, that's going to be my next episode.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got... Uh, Jess, Jess always talks about that particular scenario. So I'm going to try and get her on mic and record... It was uh, properly scary. Uh, what I what actually, she thought of.
0: I remember you revealing the information to us about how they seek out uh creatures hearts and that's how they that's what they feed on like specifically yep. the heart organ and i don't remember if it was after we like you know survived the fight or it was in the middle of it but i just remember the whole scenario being like fuck we're in danger so we're in so much danger <laughs> and it was awesome
1: yeah it's one of one of jess's favorite encounters so i want to try and get her on mic recording um her opinion of like her uh recollection of the encounter
0: oh, you should yeah that'd be, um, that'd be that's the one
1: right? where she where she like hid underneath the dead periton
0: right yes yeah uh and i, I guess I was, i've been playing b-rock at that time eh yeah oh crazy yeah we were we were uh we were not in good shape <laughs>
1: no that was a good one i really i really had a lot of fun yeah. with that
0: um, all right well i mean that's the that's the the Patapananodon. Um, and, uh, you get any uh, questions, concerns, queries?
1: No, no. I mean, uh, it it all it all makes sense. Um, I I already spewed off my fun facts. Is that this is what's in Jurassic Park three, mm-hmm. um, and it kills a lot of people. I do not think that this is what's in uh, Jurassic Park. The lo- uh, not the Lost World, uh, Jurassic World. Um, that break that the uh, Indominus Rex breaks out of the um, aviary, but yeah. it might be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I think those are different creatures because these are pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember, if I remember, you yeah, like twelve foot wingspan. It's pretty fucking big. Yeah.
0: It's almost strange um, that they have them a, as a medium creature uh, for D anD. d So it, it doesn't seem to add up. I guess without their wings spread, they are more medium. You know. Like wing yeah i mean they're huge they're not too big the size of the creature it yeah it
1: does, like body. well i like an like an like i think an albatross is like a 12 foot wingspan or 10 foot right. wingspan yeah. like it's not it's not outside of the realm but they're only you know it's it the the weird thing about birds is that if well i mean i think though i'm not an ornithologist either um i think bird's wingspan is is double their the length of their body so if this is a wingspan of 18 feet at the largest it would only actually be six feet tall right
0: yeah yeah <laughs> uh, say, oh, if it's i understand only six how feet tall
1: <laughs> well six feet is a medium creature yeah no
0: for sure it's still just i'm just um, imagining it, and it it makes me so scared <laughs> oh yeah these things are terrifying I, love, uh, I, I think love this Bert's photo you have is
1: actually from uh, the, the the Royal Ontario Museum. Yeah. I think this this photo you have here is is from. Oh, is home. it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, it it looks really really familiar. Um, and they have this whole like, or at least they had this whole hallway. They redid the dinosaur wing a few years back, so it's in that weird cube on Bloor Street. Mm-hmm. But uh, before that, it was all on the third floor where the geology room is now. Um, and this, this looks like that ceiling to yeah, me, okay, but all yeah. museum ceilings look <laughs> yeah, pretty <right>. similar. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, cool. And uh, you can see the, uh, f- the image I have above it is, uh, uh, is the only d and official image I could find, as far as I know. And it's uh, a stegosaurus that's fending off both a Patapananodon and, uh, <laughs> and a ceratosaurus. Uh, Ceratosaur, uh, Ceratosaur um, which is is one that's it is a D and D one, but it didn't appear after three E, so we're not covering it. it with the Oh, C, okay. Yeah. I
1: thought that was a Draco Rex, but yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Apparently, uh, it's it, very Allosaur esque.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. I guess it looks kind of like an Allosaur. Yeah. yeah, it's it's got those like um, uh, like like things on its face. Like a Dracorex is like it right. actually has like horns and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I know you watched uh Jurassic the two Jurassic worlds for this God. Um, in the Fallen Kingdom where uh Bryce Dallas Howard and Justice Smith are in the ball Yep that thing the the carnivore there that 's a Draco Rex gotcha or Draco Rex whatever
0: <laughs> you like you almost instantly soured my mood and reminding me that I watched those films. <laughs> <laughs> they were not great. Un- They're not great. Un- unbelievably frustrating,
1: <laughs> Bryce. If you're listening, just
0: please do us all a favor and stick to directing. <laughs> just go do go do that other thing. <laughs> Un- yeah. Oh, just no. We're not going down that road. We'll do it on our own time. <laughs> Maybe it'll be an excerpt. But holy shit. Are they bad?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, they're they're not good. Oh, um,
0: I was literally yelling at my screen, texting James and yelling at my screen. <laughs> like that's just yeah, such bullshit. Um, <laughs> they're uh, brutal. Just bad filmmaking. It's just bad. It's just bad.
1: Alright. But moving moving on from the the Tyranodon, I feel like we should pronounce it properly at least once.
0: I'm not sure you said it right.
1: Tyranodon?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's it. I think it's Papa Damanon,
1: Papa Papa Again,
0: that yeah. There you go. See now, moving <laughs> that's, on. That's my favorite. Um, one. Okay, <laughs> uh, right. we've got uh, a, a, a slight throwback. Uh, something we didn't mention in a uh, fairly recent reso- episode.
1: I'm <sighs> so mad and, that I missed this.
0: <laughs> James is kicking himself. The Quetzalcoatlus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Kitsal Kitsal
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, here we've got, uh, uh, as far as the D and goes, is a relative of the Papadamadaman, and it's, uh, it's got, but it's got a wingspan of nine point one meters to twelve point two meters, or thirty to forty feet in length. Um, so yeah, I think larger. these were actually the biggest
1: pterosaurs or right. of the or yeah. of the biggest pterosaurs.
0: They spent most of their time in the air and seldom attacked, if not. Uh, threatened, uh, and again D D lore uh, found in the mountains and beaches of Cholt and the Mist Cliffs in particular. And honorable mention is uh, that I could not find a single thing worth noting as far as D D lore. <laughs> I wrote other than not that, that they're I could clearly find. named after the Kitselcota. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I, I suppose. But there was literally nothing in the D D lore that specified that. It said nothing about uh, the the Quetzalcoatl uh, (laughs) or the Coatl or anything. It didn't say Um,
1: anything. I I think that's a fun enough fact is that because they both exist in Mm D&D, it makes sense for this to have existed. Right. Like you could not name this the Quetzalcoatlus without actually having a Quetzalcoatl, right?
0: I mean, yes. Uh, But I guess we'll get to it. (laughs) Bear with me. Uh, yeah, okay. It's IRL lore. Um, uh, it's actually it turns out that its its diet's likely the same as the Toronto so probably a Piscivore, but with lots of variations. It is, of course, from the Terrasoria. Uh, its actual wingspan is like 10 to 11 meters or 33 to 36 feet. Um, original estimates of its weight were as low as 70 kilograms or 150 pounds uh, for a 10-meter specimen. But estimates published starting in the 2000s reach 200 kilograms or 250 kilograms, or uh, uh, somewhere around 440 to 550 pounds, so significantly more. And uh, they were around the Late Cretaceous period. The first Quetzalcoatlus uh, fossils were discovered in Texas, United States, and from the mass. Oh, oh my God! This is this. Oh, Maastrichtian. Javelina Formation. There's no way that's correct. Uh, at Big Bend National Park, dated in around 68 million years ago. And they were founded in 1971 by Douglas A. Lawson, a geology graduate student from the Jackson School of Geosciences at the University of Texas in Austin. And the that's name. So recent. They were specifically named after the Aztec feather serpent god Quetzalcoatl. So this is.
1: Should be obvious. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so kind of what you were saying. You know, they both exist in D anD. d That's that stands the reason. It's you know, it's sort of. Yeah, it is and it isn't. You know, uh, the dinosaur was named after that creature, and then we just have two separate creatures. You know, you know, that that uh, the uh, the only uh, thing in D anD. d They have in common is that in a, the real world, they were. Named one was named after the other,
1: <laughs> you know. Well, they, I mean, they both exist in D anD D too, right? Yeah. Like, so the the Quetzal Quetzalcoatl would have existed long before the list because this is um uh, the the Quetzalcoatlus from pre-world.
0: Well, I guess the, I guess the active difference, or the the difference, is that they both actively exist, technically actively exist at the same time in D anD D.
1: Right. I'm just saying the Quetzalcoatl even in D&D came before the Quetzalcoatlus. so one by definition had to be named after the other
0: uh yeah i mean i guess it's it's a it's a it's a, certainly an assumption but i wouldn't argue with it at all
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, you just cannot come up with the name quetzalcoatl us without actually having <laughs> quetzalcoatl to begin with right
0: yeah and i mean like, to be fair we're also talking about like the, the the D&D creature is not quetzalcoatl it's just coatl right or Kotal.
1: Oh, right. right. So, yeah, Kodal. Yeah, it's not even Quadal. It's not even, yes. Yeah. It's Kodal. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, okay. Where is that? So. Well, fuck you was into the <laughs> coast, then, I guess, is what I'm saying.
0: Uh, so, okay, now you're on my page. You're done, uh, fucked it's, up. It's just sort of It uh, should be the Quetzal... They just waved it. They just didn't even consider yeah. it. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I forgot it was just the Kotal. should
0: have plugged that shit and made a connection. Like, why didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about the uh, Quetzal- Quetzalcoatlus is that uh, it was another toothless pterosaur, and it had an unusually long and stiffened neck. The variance and estimated weights heavily affects the validity of this pterosaur flying, in fact, and with successful tests uh, using an ornithopter at a weight of 80 kilograms or 180 pounds. I don't know if you... I, this, okay, some so it had an to be... Ornithopter, but um, you know, Oh, there's no mechanical. way it's the first time you've heard
1: of an ornithopter. What's this, right? There's no way, really?
0: Yeah, that that, that.
1: They're so prevalent in pop culture that's what Leonardo da Vinci
0: invented, was the ornithopter. Well, I, I just had never heard of ornithopter as a term before. Once I once I looked at oh. it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I know I knew the I knew these existed, I just didn't know they were called." Okay. I mean,
1: that's what he called that's what Da Vinci called it, was mm-hmm. the ornithopter. So,
0: yeah. it's like, you know, this mechanical reconstruction of of a of a bird in flight essentially. So, they've managed to yeah. successfully test at that at those weights um, and make flight, but at those at those larger end spectrums of of weight you know two hundred two 200 to two hundred fifty kilograms four hundred and forty to five hundred and fifty pounds that's that far exceeds um that uh that tested weight so this thing might not have been yeah. able to fly at its at its peak uh, size
1: it's uh it actually looks like a big goofy looking pelican.
0: It really does, and it's and it's worth pointing out that the the image I have here is not there was no d and d art for this creature, so this is a yeah a scientific uh, reinterpretation or an artist interpretation. Um, as far as the stat goes, they are a huge beast, uh, which makes sense. Uh, they, uh, I mean, we're going from medium d to huge, though we're skipping large. Yeah, um, thirteen AC, thirty points, ten ten foot uh, speed on the ground, eighty feet for flying, so twenty more, and. Um, uh, makes sense it's yeah. bigger got a, hi- uh, a little boost to perception with a plus two they do have uh, flyby and a bite uh, like before but they also have dive attack uh, which means that uh, if it is flying and dives at least 30 feet so this is kind of like pounce uh, and they, they fly at 30 feet towards the target and then hit it uh, they deal an extra 3d6 to the target which uh, with 80 feet I don't think will be difficult to do fairly often you know,
1: no. I mean, thirty feet toward a target is normally on an angle, mm-hmm. right? Um, so a little bit of Pythagorean comes in, into play there, but mm-hmm. it it's not it's not hard at all. Yeah, um, especially if you're doing this theater of the minds, like whatever.
0: I don't uh, need. Which a, I, I think we did do stickler, this attack. Theater I think of it's, the it's pronounced Papatak Nakadagian math
1: you are gonna get so many emails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll get some finally. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. I agree completely yeah. with with those things that you just yeah. said.
0: I mean, the, the biggest the biggest obvious difference uh, for me is that uh, it's you're looking at thirty feet toward the target, uh, which is you know out of eighty, and that's not half like pounces, you know. Um, yeah. So it's a bit lowered. So uh, there's a uh, allows for a little bit of uh, recovery. Uh, movement to circle around and, and attack again in the same way. Yeah, the dive attack and the flyby in the
1: same move. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, that's the uh, Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzal yeah,
1: yeah. Sounds looks sound. I mean, it's it's a weird. Uh, you, you should Google it, listeners. It's it's a weird looking. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's, it's almost chicken. got like a. Uh, yeah, it's got like uh it's its wings have a bend like like a second bend in them. So mm. they bend back up towards it. It's it's a really unique bone structure and it's it's worth looking up. Yeah. Um they're just rendering here the actual skeleton or um what it looks like in flight is even more interesting. Yeah. Uh it it's it's really really quite unique.
0: All right listeners, it's Freeman back here. We're going to cut it off at this uh near 2 hour mark. And we'll come back to you tomorrow on January the 1st for the remainder of dinosaurs.